The Reflection X1 is cleared for SBRT, SRS, and IMRT treatments. BGRT is limited by U.S. law to investigational use. Opinions expressed by guests in this podcast are the independent views of these speakers. What if we could get cancer to tell us how to kill it? There's a lot in the media and the literature about personalized or precision medicine, but what exactly is that? My name is Sam Mazin, founder and CTO at Reflection, a company developing biology-guided radiotherapy, or BGRT, that uses signals sent from the cancer itself to guide the radiation beam to the tumor so it can be destroyed. And it is my absolute pleasure to spend this time with Rose Higgins, CEO of HealthMind, a pioneer in a relatively nascent field called radiomics. This exciting field analyzes medical images using artificial intelligence to extract novel data and biomarkers that provide unique information about each tumor so physicians can understand exactly how a tumor is responding to interventions like BGRT. Together, these two technologies have the potential to use the cancer itself as a guide to treatment and furthermore as an indicator of treatment response. Rose, it's really a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sam. It's a a pleasure uh, to be here with you and, and certain to be part of a really exciting partnership between our two organizations. Completely agree. Rose, to get us started, if you can just share a little bit more about your background and how you ended up where you are today. Uh, Sure. Um, So I'm a nurse and an informaticist by background. I I started my career at UPMC, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center uh, in transplant care, uh, working in both kidney and, and liver transplants specifically. And I had the benefit of working in an environment which was obviously very much committed to delivering the highest quality of care, but doing that uh, in a way that was always data-driven. And so my passion for data really started there. And combining that with an environment which was very focused on innovation and transformation, specifically as it related to leveraging the latest research Uh, It was a real opportunity for me then to take that passion for data and to parlay that into what has become my career in working with other organizations and healthcare stakeholders, not only to deliver that kind of data-driven care, but also to help develop solutions and strategies to support the delivery of that kind of data-driven care. So that really is what brought me to HealthMind when I was approached about joining the company about 18 months ago, uh, one of the things that most excited me was finding that same sort of uh, acclimation towards data-driven insights and the power of data to transform uh, care and ultimately improve patient outcomes. And the company's focus in oncology, obviously, we've all had friends and family who we've lost to this just terrible disease and the opportunity to be part of something that could help really change that course uh, for individuals was something that got me very excited. And uh, so I was delighted to be able to join the company and and start down that particular path and journey. And you've already hinted at this, um, you know, radiomics is fundamentally tied with data. Can you describe radiomics? Perhaps it's a term that that gets used a lot now nowadays. Um, It's still in its early stages of, of really being used uh, clinically. But what does radiomix mean? What does the word radiomics mean? What does it really entail? Sure. So I think simply put, uh, you know, images are more than pictures, they're data. And radiomics, which, uh, as you pointed out earlier, is, is a somewhat nascent. It's a, a relatively early science, but it's been around for over a decade. And this process has really been fostered by the use of AI techniques to extract data 
from images that is not available or perceivable by the, the human eye. And so we are dimensionalizing an image, so multimodal images such as CT, MR, and, and PET. Uh, and we're able to dimensionalize the, the uh, image itself. Uh, we use AI technique to help us segment the image and truly under, understand the boundaries of it, what's uh, within its general habitat and, and our surrounding areas, and then to use computational techniques to extract this data. The data takes a couple of different forms and flavors, so it's essentially statistical in nature, but it begins by describing the geometry of, of what we are looking at and uh, we're tackling in terms of this uh, this extraction process. Uh, but then we also use different kinds of statistical uh, understandings of, of that information to kind of tell us a little bit about you know, how it is oriented to other spatially associated um, structures and then allows us to understand the relationship between what we refer to as voxels. So think of a, you know, I think most people know what a pixel is, but a voxel is essentially a pixel with volume. So it allows us to begin to understand the relationships between those and uh, then gives us a really significant, uh, what we refer to as a feature library. Our library at HealthMind has over 2,300 of these types of features, which can then be used uh, to begin to put together and understand the relationships between the features themselves to help you predict, uh, prognosticate, and personalize care. So ultimately, it's getting to a new type of data that's frankly been part of the landscape for an awful long time, but had been untapped and is now mineable through the use of AI technique uh, and has allowed for, through you know, this burgeoning body of evidence, uh, to begin to have really great um, studies that can tell you how to apply it. And so our goal really is to take that information, but then also help you apply it. So how can you put this into relevant workflows? How can you use that information to inform all the various elements of clinical planning and decision-making that would be relevant? Well, that's really exciting that HealthMind has developed these thousands of metrics uh, that could be mined from patient data. Walk me through what a patient might experience. You know, How would this change their care potentially? What why would it be meaningful from the patient's perspective? Well, it's a really important question, Sam, because, you know, first and foremost, think about uh, imaging as being something that accompanies the patient journey, right? So from the very outset, particularly in cancer, you have imaging studies that help with early identification and uh, the diagnosis of a particular type of cancer. And then you need to move into the treatment phase and hopefully onto the various processes that take you to survivorship. But for a patient, you know, you're going through a process to obtain this imaging data. We're then able to add additional benefit to that process that gives a higher quality data around the specifics of tumor biology and the tumor phenotype. And so this is, you know, again, you're not asking the patient to withstand any kind of additional testing. It's non-invasive. And as it relates to particularly areas of you know, high sensitivity, like the brain, for example, you want to reduce any opportunity to have to go in and disrupt that area uh, unduly or unnecessarily. And so uh, with the goal of radiomics being a non-invasive science, essentially, we're able to tap into these events that are already occurring. Uh, we're able to do so in a way that is not disruptive to the patient, but is yielding this new type of data. And then that data can become part of what we like to describe as the data fabric. 
So in and of itself, it's very useful, but in combination with clinical data, genomic data, and other treatment planning um, elements, you really get a fulsome picture of what's occurring with a particular patient at any given time. And that gives really good insights to the providers who are taking care of them uh, to really understand exactly what's happening at the level of the tumor itself. That's really interesting. So there's really an iceberg there where the images are really just the tip of that iceberg. And HealthMind has the ability to really probe deep underwater, um, essentially without any additional procedure to the patient, to extract useful information that, that could be very helpful clinically. At Reflection, I mentioned we're developing BGRT, uh, which by its nature, it's a radiotherapy uh, device that incorporates both CT and PET imaging and really the PET imaging for the first time. So, you know, we anticipate when BGRT is available to patients that there's going to be just a mountain or maybe a tsunami (laughs) of data that's, uh, that's going to be coming along with every single procedure And we will need partners like HealthMind to help us and help physicians really analyze what is inherently being collected from these patients directly. It's one of the reasons we're very excited to have partnered with HealthMind and and really appreciate the access to HealthMind's technology. So, Rose, can you expand a little bit more on HealthMind's capabilities? You know, what is it about the partnership with Reflection that's exciting you and and how you see the, the partnership advancing cancer care? Well, I think there's a couple of areas here, uh, Sam, that that all of us at uh, HealthMind are particularly excited and enthusiastic about. You know, first and foremost, just the opportunity to work with an organization such as yours that is inventing a new modality for treatment is just so exciting. And I think every one of us is kind of thrilled at the opportunity of what that presents. But at the end of the day, it's getting back to kind of blocking and tackling work that we do, which is to first and foremost, uh, take the images that are being created uh, in the X1 and determining from them what's novel and different uh, than what we're seeing uh, in other Uh, types of imaging arrays. I think the uh, fact that this is a metabolic-oriented treatment uh, approach is also something that's particularly interesting. And it's a real area, by the way, that we're seeing in terms of increase of research focus. So we're looking first and foremost at how can we give you better data to help to target and to deliver therapy and then understand the dynamic changes over the course of the the therapy and the treatment, because that's one of the things that's unique about radiomics is that it really looks uh, between each of the milestones of treatment and gives you a dynamic profile of what exactly has changed, not uh, sort of in generalities, but in very specific information. And so uh, we're looking first and foremost to gather that. I think the other areas we're kind of excited about here are really trying to look at how do we then understand, for example, toxicity and how do we deal with the hopeful abscopal effects and things such as that. There's a lot of really interesting areas here that go well beyond just the direct ability to provide new information to you uh, to help in that target selection and personalization of treatment. But, you know, I think if we were to emphasize anything, it's personalization. This data is unique to each individual. And so having the opportunity to render that uh, in the course of managing the treatment, I think is something we're all very excited about and really looking forward to doing the the work with uh, the reflection team on and obviously with the various research sites that we're going to be partnering with. And we are equally excited. You know, some of those research sites that that we've started working with uh, include 
Montefiore, who at Astro 2020 just last year presented very exciting data showing that FDG PET scans were prognostic for non-small cell lung cancer patients, how they actually did in, in terms of their, whether it's chemotherapy or immunotherapy. And that's just with basic FDG parameters, FDG being the predominant tracer used in PET imaging today. Another research partner, Emory, investigated uh, also in lung cancer or at least tumors in the lung, the potential for looking at FDG across the actual treatment course of SBRT, the high-dose radiotherapy treatments, in a one- to two-week period. And this is data that really hasn't been generated before. And what they found was that the difference in those basic PET parameters were also showing high correlation with whether tumors were ultimately controlled or whether they failed the treatment, uh, either locally or distantly. So to me, that's super exciting because it suggests that even with very basic parameters, let alone the thousands of parameters that HealthMind will be able to bring to this fight, we're already seeing elements of how real image data can help change or, or at least be predictive of outcomes and treatment response. And, and is, is just, I think, again, going back to the iceberg, we're really just seeing the, the first hints of that and can't wait to dive in with HealthMind to explore really what, what is the full potential of radiomics in the field. I couldn't agree more with that, Sam. And, and we've seen some really uh, fascinating research from our current customers who are, are working um, in different areas and arenas here. But just most notably this past week, we had a publication from a group of Italian researchers who uh, are customers who were able to identify uh, the opportunity for matching, for successful matching of patients uh, who have uh, lung adenocarcinoma for immunotherapies. And so there's all sorts of different interesting applications that are occurring out there. And it, it really fundamentally comes down to finding these elements of detail that can then be parlayed into stratification rules and uh, target matching rules to help us understand how to apply the right resources so that patients ultimately get what they need, but do so in a way that uh, takes advantage of the resources in the most cost-effective way as well. So uh, lots and lots of interesting research that we're seeing uh, from early screening and detection, ways in which to use bio, uh, imaging biomarkers specifically to determine uh, the progression of indeterminate lung nodules, which is a study that we're uh, is pending publication coming out of Vanderbilt, but all sorts of really just, uh, you know, in my view, kind of groundbreaking and most exciting stuff. It, it is indeed. And, and just on the topic of immunotherapy and immuno-oncology, obviously that's a field that's exploded in the last five years or so, really a new pillar of cancer care. And it's very exciting. And at Reflection, of course, we're focused on bringing radiotherapy to the stage four patient in metastatic disease with BGRT when it's available. And so therefore, there's going to be likely uh, an area ripe to be explored in terms of combining immunotherapy with radiation therapy in ways that have never been tried before. And so let alone the, the complexity and amount of data needed to analyze just a basic immunotherapy regimen in a stage four cancer patient, there is likely to be opportunities to understand how would radiotherapy fit into that paradigm. And you can imagine the complexity of that just scaling pretty intensely. Do you see opportunities specifically on that front in the combination therapy 
realm, radiomics specifically? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, again, the, there's the point of evaluation for who should be receiving what therapy, but then also the ability to monitor and really begin to determine what's the right dosing, uh, how do you tailor that. Uh, all of those elements are uh, items that can be captured and understood now through the use of this radiomic data. So. We think that profiling opportunity is a particularly interesting one. And I also would you know, say that I think all of us have grappled with therapy response criteria. Uh, those tend to be not terribly granular. They are what we have, and so we use them. But ultimately, I think there is a, an end game here in which we can improve those endpoints and the classifications of those to be much more truly descriptive of what we're seeing and, and what's transpiring at the level of the individual. And so there's a really nice uh, opportunity here as well to really consider how do we change that particular paradigm? I'm longstanding as it is, is there a better way to consider that and to uh, use this kind of information to uh, inform it? And on the better ways, and Rose, we've talked about this together before, but perhaps can you describe for the audience how radiomics might pair with other markers, genomics, and other tests to further enhance or amplify the effect? So uh, I think, again, we, we've always referred to this data fabric uh, challenge because it's, it's really bringing together all the elements that really describe what's occurring with the individual. And there are indeed ways in which now to use radiomics, again, a, a recent study coming out of Moffitt looking at how you can, in fact, use radiomics to determine if a gene uh, is going to express, if you're going to see that mutation express. And so there's new and novel ways to even consider uh, how to use the elements within the data fabric to create new uh, ways in which to think about solving a particular problem here or understanding a particular problem. But we would certainly say that it's the combination of these uh, markers that actually become part of the new armamentarium uh, that is available and uh, certainly should be leveraged. Uh, so I think we're we're excited about the fact that it's this is very much, I would say, at the beginning as bringing all of the pieces together. And so I think that's probably what we'll be seeing is, is sort of the new frontier, as it were, is that combining of information and refining of information so that you can get to the composite biomarker that really gives you the best possible outcomes for the patient. And where is that frontier going to lead us, Rose? What, what does the next 10 or even 15 years look like in terms of where radiomics is going to take us? Well, it's our view that it really is uh, taking us down the path of true uh, personalization. So we we hear a lot about precision oncology. I think we're all, uh, frankly, in the business of that. But uh, it, it still needs to yield better results at the end of the day. And fundamentally, the work that we see all of us trying to uh, do a better job of is to help crack that code and to get to a level of information that can not only advance precision, but also then be translated at the level of precision for the individual. And I think that's fundamentally what we're doing here. I think all of us will have at a, a point in time the opportunity to see profiles of ourselves, uh, not just what you uh, have seen in terms of your genetic makeup, perhaps, but really a true profile of what's 
going on, you know, at your cellular biology level. And and uh, for those of us who happen to be really excited about that information, I think it's it's a great thing to be able to offer to uh, the community at large. Uh, what I think most important, though, however, is that when you are dealing with complex disease, and we've been talking about oncology today, but this is true of many others, it's that bringing together of data to create new insights that's really going to solve this problem, uh, giving us greater precision overall and ideally greater personalization so that the individual outcomes can be optimized uh, fully. Well, that is uh, certainly a bright future. We're excited to be uh, a partner with you in that bright future together. You know, the way we look at it at Reflection is that BGRT is going to be closing a specific type of feedback loop. That's the the real-time feedback loop where cancer is literally telling the machine where it is at any given time and the machine responding. And that communication has been set up to close that feedback loop. I think with radiomics and what HealthMind can do, we can close other potentially even more important feedback loops over the days and weeks of the treatment to make sure that that patient is getting the right care for their particular cancer, their particular tumors. So I just want to thank you, Rose, for joining us today and really appreciate your time. I think we've at least partially answered this question of what if cancer could tell us how to kill it? Because at Reflection, we're trying to use signals from cancer itself to literally guide the treatment in real time so the cancer is active in its own destruction. And HealthMind is pioneering a way to use radiomics, which are also signals from the cancer itself, telling the physician, telling the machine, telling the whole care team how to actually treat that disease over the course of of time that the patient is experiencing it. And both of those are going to be necessary, I believe, to realize, realize Rose's vision over the next 10 to 15 years of truly individualized and personalized care. And so I hope really that, Rose, your prediction about the future is correct and that we will see much more individualized and personalized care as we move forward. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. It's been a pleasure. 